motherfuckers, mother, mother, motherfucker, 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 it's the 500 episode, woo, hey everybody, uh, it's me, It's fucking exciting, everybody. I can't lie. It's exciting. And, uh, it doesn't mean a god. It doesn't mean a goddamn thing. Oh, uh, I said I was going to do this podcast drunk. And I am. <laughs> I, uh,. Oh, God, I am drinking. Uh, what else would I drink on the podcast, everybody? I am drinking Coors Banquet. Here's to good old Graham, the ex-host of the podcast. Past host, I guess. I mean, it's, you can always come back if you would like. And uh, I got home about uh, 5 o'clock. It is 6.40. And I am uh, six beers deep. <laughs> I, uh, I, fuck, today was a shit day. It was a shit day uh, for various reasons. One, uh, it's, a it's a work story, everybody. Hey, everybody, it's a work story. Um, I was just supposed to work in Lowell today and be done with it, but uh, per the norm, they changed things up on me. I was in Lowell. For those who don't know, Lowell is a suburb. Some people go, it's not a suburb of Grand Rapids. It's a fucking suburb. It's good uh, 20, 25 minutes away from where I live. And I went and I worked, and uh, it, I thought it was going to get fucked. I thought Coke was going to fuck me and fuck me with hours because was, this was not what I was supposed to do today. We're like, we're going to send you back to Lowell. Hey, McAllister, we're going to send you back to Lowell, you dumb motherfucker. Because I was there yesterday, and they had a, uh, a big load yesterday. Big load. You know what I'm talking about, ladies. Big load. And uh, so they had me go back today, and there was no load coming in. So I'm like, ah, fuck. It's going to be a shit-ass day. It's gonna, I'm going to be there two hours, and then that's my day. Well, they, they sent me to two other stores. And uh, I was like, all right, whatever. We'll do what we do. And I was in Lowell approximately 90 minutes, and there was a sales manager who showed up. I never met him. I've never seen him before in my fucking life. And uh, so he was taking inventory of the shit in the back. There wasn't a whole lot, and he was taking inventory of the shit out front. And uh, as I was leaving, he was like, oh, it looks really good up here. I'm like, fuck yeah, it does, you dumb motherfucker. You dumb motherfucker, I do my goddamn job. And then I left to go to the two other stores I was supposed to be at. And uh, they were in uh, Caledonia, which is a good another 25 minutes away from Lowell. And uh, here's where here's where the day got to be shit. I get in Caledonia about eight o'clock. Both the stores I was at were supposed to get loads. Lo you know what I'm talking about, ladies. Loads. And they didn't fucking. Uh, they were supposed to show up at like. The first one was supposed to show up at like 9 or something. And then uh, the next one was supposed to be like 10.30. All the loads were fucking late. The guy who was supposed to... The guy, the, the driver of the truck, of the semi-truck, 
he didn't get to the, the the first stop, which was ultimately the second stop. He didn't get there till like ten fucking thirty. So for like two hours, I I could have just been jerking off for two fucking hours. And I was driving back between both stores because I kept waiting. Like, where is this motherfucker? I'm like, is he here? Is he there? I mean, thankfully, they were only about a half a mile away from each other. But uh, he dropped off four uh, pallets at each stop. And apparently, well, it's approximately an hour pallet. And he was fucking two plus hours late. So it became a long, long ass day for me. It was like 10 and a half hour day today. And I did not, I didn't want to lose hours, but I didn't fucking want to gain hours. But you do what you need to do. And they were at, at two stores that I was unfamiliar with. But I got through it. The last store of that was a Target. And uh, for those who listen to the podcast, you know that uh, I have said no men ever shop at Target. Men only shop at Target if they're with their wife or significant other or their wife or significant other sent them on a fucking honeydew chore. No man on their own goes, hey, I'm going to go shop at Target. There's no fucking reason for a man to ever shop at Target. You're not going to get a better deal there. They don't have anything fucking unique there that you can't get somewhere else. Fuck Target. Target sucks. I'm going to say it out loud. And I'm going to piss off all the ladies uh, who listen to this podcast. So all two of you. <laughs> it's Target sucks. But because I'm at Target and it was a long ass day. It was a 10 and a half hour day for me. And I'm like, I got to get home and I got to let the dogs out before they shit in my house. So I'm like, I'm at Target. I'm going to get, I'm just going to purchase the beer here. I didn't have any beer in the house. It's what I drink. I don't like other shit. I said I'm going to get drunk for my 500th podcast. And they had a 12-pack of Coors Banquet Stubbies. And I cannot lie, everybody, I love the Stubby bottle. The, the Stubby bottle is better than the Long Neck bottle uh, 100 out of 100 times. It is uh, a unique bottle, and I like it. And every fucking brewery should just do the stubby bottle. So um, uh, I'm finishing bottle number six, uh, which I've, I, I don't know. It's, uh, I got home approximately five. So in under two hours, I've had six beers. That's not super crazy, but for, um, for me, it, it is enough. It is enough. I'm doing well. Tomorrow will be an awful fucking day. But we will get fucking through it because I said I will get drunk for the podcast and I'm getting drunk for the podcast. I saw someone post today, comedian Steve Hofstetter. You guys know Steve. Steve is relatively famous in the comedy world. He's very well known in the comedy world. He's very well known for posting destroying heckler videos. Watches comedian destroys heckler. Now I've met Steve on numerous occasions. I know Steve. He's a nice enough fella. Fuck. Let me see. Do I have Steve's phone number in my phone? Let me fucking look here. Let me fucking look here, everybody. I I do not. <laughs> I would have bet money that I did. He's one of those fuckers that I thought I would have had his phone number in my uh, in in my phone, but I apparently I do not. He had a television show for a while called Laughs. Laughs was one of these very low budget clip shows where they will show it was a half hour show. They'll show fucking like ten to twelve comedians a show. Uh, you know, a minute clip of everybody. 
And it was pretty much, it's it's going to be all comedians you've never heard of. And I had, I uh, auditioned for the show fucking twice. The first time was in Detroit at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Technically it's Royal Oak, but nobody knows what the fuck Royal Oak is. And uh, somehow, you know, I meet, it was like me and 20 other people. You know, we all did a show. We all got like three minutes of time, do what you do and whatever. And uh, somehow my video from that show got fucked. It didn't record, which I don't understand because it wasn't like, hey, the first half of the show got fucked or the second half of the show got fucked. It was kind of like, hey, comedians, uh, three, seven, nine, tad, 12, and 14. Sorry, we, we weren't able to get your fucking video. It didn't fucking work. No, it didn't work like that whatever and then so i had to, i went and i re-auditioned in louisville at the uh god i don't even know what the fuck the name of it. the clubs changed its name sometime it used to be called the comedy caravan then it became the laughing derby and now i think it's back to the comedy caravan but uh i re-auditioned and both times never fucking got in i didn't get in i was always pissed because some very very unfunny comedians Got on that show. I'll fucking say it to their goddamn face. Unfucking funny, because I'm drunk. Unfucking funny comics got on that goddamn show. God knows why. Oh, whatever. You know, I, hell, Steve at one time owned that goddamn club. He booked me to work that goddamn club. I couldn't get on that fucking show. It would just would have been not one time I had a comedy club owner give me shit about that fucking show because I told him I had auditioned for that show. And he was like, oh, how much did you get paid? And I'm like, ah, fuck you and fuck your mom. Okay. That show was about just getting fucking uh, your name out there. Some publicity. It was a show that while it was not on like a particular network, it was syndicated and it was, you know, it was playing in like uh, 30 uh, fucking uh, markets across the country, some were bigger than others, but fuck, you know, you could get hundreds of thousands of people to see you and tell some goddamn stupid jokes. And some dumb motherfucker, he was, he's the guy, uh, this is where uh, Stu gets drunk and fucking drops names. Uh, fucking, what's his name? Bobby Jewell. He owns the, the club in Tampa, Side Splitters. Fuck that piece of shit. Fuck him and fuck his mother. Uh, he gave me shit. I had numerous people vouch for me. That's where comedy has gotten fucked over the years. It used to be like you would have a comedian who would vouch for you. This is a comedian who works your club. That comedian would vouch for you. And it's like their word. Word is bond. And I'm telling you, this guy is good. And then if the guy sucks balls, then you get fucked too. That's why you don't recommend dudes who suck shit because it comes back on you. And I had numerous guys recommend me to Bobby Jewell and he just gave me shit and he never fucking booked me. Fuck him. Fuck that fucking club. I will fucking wreck his goddamn fucking balls with my goddamn foot the next time I ever see him. Which would be the first time I ever see him because I've never met that motherfucker. Spoken with him on the phone. He gave me shit about auditioning for goddamn laughs. Cunt. But getting back to Steve. Steve had a post today about how he was like 14 years sober. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, I'm 14 minutes sober, bitch. Not even. Sobriety is a weird thing to me. Because um, I have no fucking issues with it. I can go incredibly long without ever having to fucking drink. And it doesn't fucking matter. 
I can have a beer every fucking day and it doesn't fucking matter. I don't give a fuck about anybody in their goddamn sobriety. Good for fucking you. You have your sobriety, eat my balls. I don't give a shit. It doesn't mean anything, but everybody holds it to like some high regard. A lot of fucking sober people are assholes. Let me tell you that. You know them. I know them. Assholes. Their life becomes revolving around sobriety and working the program, this or that. Sorry, buddy, that you can't hold a fucking drink. Sorry that one fucking goddamn Coors Banquet's gonna destroy your fucking life. Get your shit together, you fucking bum. Ugh, Christ. I am totally going to regret this. <laughs> 500th, everybody! Uh, I had asked people for questions. And I did get some questions. Um, shit. Now I got to fight. Where... Where the fuck are the goddamn questions? Okay. These are questions uh, from listener Mr. Mike Pellerito. I uh, love Mike a lot. Mike had given me that gift. Uh, he dropped off a gift yesterday. A little wood piece of uh, Gore Downey uh, from the Tragically Hip. And uh, he is, Mike is a very nice dude. He's a very talented dude. And uh, I appreciate everything that he has uh, offered to this podcast. He asked a lot of questions. The first question was, uh, he's a bit of listener for a long time listening to this shit-ass podcast. I do appreciate that, Mike. Thank you very much. And uh, he uses a phrase, T and P which is a, a term <laughs> that I came up with uh, a long time ago, T&P. And he says, I hate to admit it, but I have never heard what the hell it means. What exactly does T&P mean? Tits and pussy is what it comes to mind, but it's just a guess. And no, uh, no, my T&P is not tits and pussy, although I don't blame you for thinking that. Uh, when it comes to me and what I what I say and do and everything else, uh, no T and P comes from the fact or the 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 fuck this is the alcohol talking or it's numbing my brain. <laughs> T and P comes from when there is a tragic incident. That happens, uh, like like a school shooting or something else, and everybody will be like, "Oh my God!" Thoughts and prayers to the family of whatever. Thoughts and prayers to uh, this town. Thoughts and prayers to whatever. And to me, thoughts and prayers is just an empty gesture. It doesn't mean anything, because it usually it comes from politicians or celebrities or whoever people who are I up who can do more than the average Joe uh, they can do more than you and I no one listens to this podcast who has any kind of influence over the larger general populace but the people might go oh my god thoughts and prayers so to me I'm like let's eat let's make it even worse Let's just call it TNP. Oh shit! Uh, there was a mass shooting today somewhere. TNP. <laughs> TNP. So TNP, Mike. Uh, that's what it stands for. It stands for thoughts and prayers because it's uh, it's it's worthless. I don't want <clears throat> I don't want your thoughts. I don't want your prayers. I prefer actions. Uh, actions always speak louder than words. And uh, I mean, legitimately though, if you say thoughts and prayers and then you fucking go do shit, 
Like, if you're fucking uh, uh, Jeff Bezos from Amazon, he goes, oh, my God, thoughts and prayers, and then he donates, like, $10 million. All right, there, there, there's fucking something. There's something there. But if you're just a fucking politician, if you're fucking Mitch McConnell going, oh, thoughts and prayers, and then you go about your date screwing over the rest around uh, the rest of the country, uh, what the fuck is thoughts and prayers? If you're Joel Osteen, that fucking uh, religious hack from Texas, uh, thoughts and prayers or whatever, but uh, we're going to close our mega church to the cold and hungry and the homeless. Fuck them. T&P. T&P. So that's what T&P stands for, Mike. Um, I am going to finish this beer. I am going to go to the bathroom. And uh, you will hear me go to the bathroom because I am unable to pause this podcast. And uh, I don't know how and I don't care because I'm fucking drunk and I'm going to fucking do number seven here in a hot second. Mike asked me if I was going to shotgun any beers uh, on the podcast. And uh, he asked the question after I already bought the beers. And I, you know, snub nose bottles, they're bottles. I can't shotgun a bottle. So there will be no shotgunning of beers, Mike. If I had uh, thought things out more appropriately, uh, then maybe I would have bought a six pack of cans or whatever. I'm now in the bathroom. I know I have a half bath. Half bath? <laughs> I have a half. God damn it. I have a half bath downstairs. And now I'm pissing. In the toilet. That's all beer. That's all Coors Banquet. Just coursing through my fucking uh, urethra? (laughs) This is the worst 500 episode. Of any podcast ever of all time. There we go. I got a little shake here. There we go. Did a little shake. Should I wash my hands, everybody? I'll wash my goddamn hands. I'm going to wash my fucking hands. Wash them. I got soap. Jamie and I still have soap and a little... uh, Santa Claus soap dispenser. <laughs> we don't have a leprechaun. I have never seen a leprechaun uh, soap dispenser. If you know where one is, let me know, and I will go buy it. I'm now in the fridge. I've gotten uh, Coors Banquet number seven. I am. Uh, Headed back to the goddamn living room to podcast. Turning on a light. Sadie Dog is looking at me with contempt. I don't blame you, Sadie Dog. If I could look in the mirror right now, I would hold myself in contempt as well, Sadie Dog. Oh, shit. All right. I am back. Mike asked some other questions. He asked how serious I was about moving out of Michigan. And I will say I'm relatively serious. Um, I can't lie. If I didn't own this house, everybody, I would have been gone a while ago. I would not. I would not be here currently. Um, I sent a message to a, a real estate agent in the Louisville area, I have, I know some people in Louisville and I do like, I do like the city. It's a nice city. And I just, I would like to live in a city or an area where I don't need to own a snowblower. 
I'm okay with getting snow occasionally or like, oh my God, we got to go Palinches. And then like two days later, it's gone. So uh, I just, I need to sell this house. Pretty much it's me getting rid of my shit. I would like to leave this house and uh, put everything in like a 26 foot truck or, or a smaller truck and get out. I, I own too much shit and I just need to get rid of it. I need to get rid of the shit. So slow, slowly but surely I am getting rid of shit. And then that'll just make it easier for me. I, I want to leave this house as a shell, as an empty shell. I don't, when I leave, I don't want to have anything fucking in here for me to fucking worry about. So, pr pretty serious, Mike. Pretty serious. Uh, I'm not married to Louisville, but I would love fucking Louisville. Uh, I would love to live there. Uh, there was a guy, uh, a guy that I know, he's going down there vacationing with his kids about Louisville. He's like, hey, what should I do? And people are giving him the same old rigmarole of this or that. And I was like, hey, uh, fucking Carl Sanders is buried there. Because <laughs> that was the thing when I was on the road doing comedy i didn't always necessarily have a ton of money so i would be like looking for interesting things to do so i look for cemeteries and then i would look for like oh who's a fucking famous person who's buried in here and when i was in louisville there was fucking um colonel sanders when i was in appleton wisconsin fucking uh what's his face uh senator mccarthy he joe mccarthy he was buried in appleton wisconsin how fucking weird is that when I was in Indianapolis, fucking John Dillinger is buried in Indianapolis, and also um, a president. I can't remember. It was some fucking one of one of the hack presidents that no one gives a fuck about. He was buried there. So yeah, if you ever go fucking to a weird new city you've never been to and you don't have a ton of money, just Google cemeteries and who's famous. All right, apparently Coors, Coors Banquet has uh, taken to putting weird things underneath their goddamn cap. And uh, it says here, golden since 1873. Thanks, Coors. I don't give a fuck. That's, I'd rather have a Snapple. Give me a Snapple fact. Coors! Uh, starting domestic, violent, <laughs> domestic violence fights since 1873. Coors! Well, thanks, Coors. It's good to know. So that's what I would do. He, uh, Mike Pellerino, has become a big fan of the Tragically Hip. And I, I appreciate the fact that I have um, exposed people to the band and uh, Gord Downey and everything else. And uh, I would encourage all of you to go to YouTube or spotify or pandora and uh just search tragically hip and just see what plays i i i really guarantee that you will enjoy whatever is played um but he asked because when he gave me that uh piece that that piece of art uh with gore downey it says uh no dress rehearsal this is our life and it is a uh lyric from the song ahead by a century and uh I, i'll say and a lot of people might call me a fucking hack for it but i'll say it's that's probably my favorite tragically hip song so he asks what well what are your top favorite five hip songs and that's hard to do mike i know you're listening to this that's hard to do i really enjoy most i don't think there is a tragically hip song that I will say that I hate. I think that is impossible. Clearly, there are some that I enjoy more than others. But uh, he asked me for my top five. So I'll say Head by Century is number one. Uh, number two is probably Fiddler's Green. Number three is Wheat Kings. Number four is uh, 50 Mission Cap. And uh, number five is Bob Cajun. Uh, could have been the Willie Nelson. Could have been the wine. 
Gore Daddy Jr. was a was a ma he's not Gore Downey Jr. He's just Gore Downey. God damn it. But uh, Gore Downey was a master of the lyrics. He he wrote a lyric, uh, maybe a prostitute can teach you how to take a compliment. Who thinks of shit like that? But I, I truly I love Gore Downey Jr. 50 Mission Cap. That was a song written about a hockey card. It was about this hockey player. God, and I think he played for the Bruins. God, right offhand, I'm drunk and I cannot remember. But he played... Uh, sorry, I take it all back. It wasn't the Bruins. It was the Toronto Maple Leafs. He played for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, he scored the goal to win them the Stanley Cup. And they won the Stanley Cup. And then that summer, he disappeared on a fishing trip. And uh, it was like, what the fuck? And he's gone. And then uh, they eventually f they found his body. His, his plane crashed, and he, and he died. And they found his body. And the, the year that they found his body was the year that the Maple Leafs won the cup again. How fucking weird is that? So pretty much... The song is written about the story of the guy and, and, and winning the, the Stanley Cup, and then he died, and then they didn't win the cup again until they found his fucking body. It's crazy. And the the Maple Leafs haven't won their fucking... They haven't won a Stanley Cup in, like, over 50 years. I'm, I'll am i be 51 next month, so it's been over 51 years. They haven't won shit since I've been alive. The Buffalo Sabres haven't won shit since I've been alive. They, they fucking came in the same year I was born. 1970. I haven't done goddamn shit. So, uh, yup. So I would say those, those five songs. But I mean, there's, you can name me a song, Mike. You can, any, anybody out there can name me a song about, like, that's a fucking great, Grace 2. It's a great fucking song, man. Um, so many songs by the Tragically Hip. On um, the last question he asked me was, how much dick does cock Cook. <laughs> How much dick does cuck suck? How much dick does coke suck? A lot. A lot, Mike. And the problem with coke, and, and this will probably be with most companies, I have zero problems with the job itself. It is a hard job. It's a laborious job. It's you're constantly moving and walking and lifting and, and you're doing shit. Um, and I don't mind it. It took me a, a moment or two to get used to that labor again. Every job's a little different. And it was different from anything else that I've done, but I'm used to it now and I'm okay with it. But fuck everything else. Fuck them right in the goddamn goat hole. I just... The communication has been poor. The technology has been poor. And uh, I don't like it. It's So it sucks a lot of cock. I, the, the thing I just... The thing that I like about these dumb jobs that I get is here is the job. Go do this. And it's kind of one of those things of like, we need you to dig a ditch. Go dig a ditch. And then I dig a ditch. And then I'm done. And I enjoy that. I, I love that. Fuck. I, it's taken me a long time to realize that I just need a specific goal. And I'm asked to achieve that goal. And then I go fucking do it. But too many things in this fucking job with coke just fucking bother me. Just oh, the technology is shit. The communication has been shit. I don't like it. I, I didn't. I don't like it. And I, and I won't fucking miss it. Tuesday is my last day. And I have been getting uh, schedules where I have off on Saturdays and Tuesdays. So uh, pretty much I'll work tomorrow, I'll work Sunday, and I'll work Monday. So I got three days left. And, you know, I've told them from the beginning 
that uh, when I gave him my two week notice, I was like, I'll fucking do this shit. I'm not, I'm not going to be a fucking asshole. You, you motherfuckers. I'm gave you my two weeks and I'll fucking do it. Uh, today, today, <laughs> I love saying that today, I did something dumb. I bought a record today for $40. And you're like, Stu, that's a lot of money for a record. And I'll be like, yep. And here's the dumb part. I don't even own a record player. I don't like records. I'm not down with fucking records becoming the new hipster thing. Fuck records. Fuck hipsters. Fuck you if you think records are better than CDs or fucking uh, digital. They're not. They're inconvenient. Records are inconvenient. So you're like, Stu, why did you buy a record? Well... I bought a record because I do believe in the concept of attempting to try to help entertainers, uh, comedians, musicians, whatever. And so this guy, you know, this comedian that I know, he's selling his latest album, his latest recording for whatever fucking reason. He, he fucking slapped it on vinyl. His name is Tom Rhodes. Do you guys know who Tom Rhodes is? Fuck no, you don't know who Tom Rhodes is. Tom Rhodes, for whatever fucking reason, uh, was hot before a hot minute. And now I need to Google because I'm drunk and I cannot remember... Oh shit! I don't care about his fucking wife. I don't. He's not married to her anymore. Um. Tom. Tom Rhodes. He had a TV show for a hot minute. Um. He was on the show, Mister Rhodes. Do you guys remember that? No, you don't. It was on NBC from 96 to 97 for two years. He played a teacher. And the most memorable thing about Tom on that show was the fact that he had his hair hanging down to like his butt crack. <laughs> and I can't lie, I don't fucking remember uh, that show at all, really. I didn't watch it. Not, not fucking at all. But uh, Tom also, he lived in Holland for a long time. And he had a talk show called Kevin Masters Show starring Tom Rhodes. Why the fuck would, would you fucking name your show that? But essentially it was like a late night talk show. And Tom is just a very funny man. He's a very funny stand-up. He's very worldly. I think Tom couldn't give two fucks about America, though. Tom tours pretty much through Europe and Asia. I don't think he gives a shit about America, though. Maybe you guys know him. I would encourage you to, to Google him. He's, he's done some shit on Comedy Central, whatever. You know, Tom's just that guy. Tom has been to Grins on numerous times and probably one of the... It's been, goddamn easily a decade since the last time he was there, though. And that's his fault, I believe. That is his fault. Because I've encouraged him to come back. He's always done relatively well. He One of his stupid bits that I remember, you know, he's talking about the McRib from McDonald's. Like, oh, fuck, the McRib is back! He would just do this dumb bit about the McRib. It was great. But Tom has released this fucking CD, CD this fucking record, and he had a post about it. Said, hey, man, I got this record. And so I messaged him. I was like, hey, man, I'll buy it from you. He didn't. These assholes never post what the shit will cost, though. Like that other motherfucking comic that I bought that poster from. He's like, hey, I got a poster. You want it? Message me. Making it sound like he'll give it to you for free. 
And then it was 30 fucking bucks for a goddamn poster that I didn't even fucking sign. So I messaged Tom and I was like, hey man, I don't even own a record player, but I'll buy one. What's it cost? And he's like 40 bucks. And uh, that's uh, when I felt like someone kicked me in the balls. Because I'm like, 40 bucks for a guy? It's funny when I said 40 bucks because it immediately turned to like 40 minutes of this podcast. How weird is that? But uh, I was like, 40 bucks? I was like, all right, man, I'll buy it. I love you. But uh, the last time I saw Tom, for those who don't know, Dr. Grins, the comedy club in Grand Rapids, is in this entertainment complex. It is this old warehouse that has a basement, and then it has four stories of just fucking debauchery. The first floor, it's got a barbecue joint, a steak joint, a fucking, like, dance club. The second floor has its pizza restaurant with a fucking stage for bands and fucking video games and shit. The third floor is Dr. Grins and, like, a banquet hall. And the fourth floor is for fucking sluts. Sluts and syphilis. And so the last time Tom was in town, we were there fucking hanging out. We went down. We were just chilling, having some beers. And we're just shooting the shit. That's what comics do. We were shooting the shit. It was me and Tom and my buddy Garrett and my buddy Casey. And we're just talking. And Tom's like, hey, man. He's talking to me. He's like, hey, man. Uh, Next time I'm on the road. And if I'm somewhere in the Midwest, uh, I want you to, to open for me, like to be the feature act. Like he'll bring me to open for him because he liked what I did. He likes me as a dude or whatever. I, I probably have told this story before. And I'm like, ah, man, okay. I'm like six years into my comedy career. I'm fine featuring, well, whatever, All right, let's do this shit. But it's on him. I'm like, it's on you, man. Like, if you go to fucking Mark Ridley's or Go Bananas or fucking uh, Wiley's Comedy Club or the Comedy Caravan or fucking some shithole club in Milwaukee, I don't give a fuck. Zany's in Chicago. You tell me, bro. If you go somewhere and you want me to open for you, you tell me. And if I can do it, I will fucking go. So he says this shit, Casey and Garrett are there hearing me, you know, hearing this conversation. And then Tom's like, all right, I'm getting out of here. I'll see you later. And they're all leaving the Garrett and Casey. Like they fucking drop their jobs. Like, oh, fuck. That's awesome, dude. And I told them what I'm going to say now. Things aren't going to happen until they're happening. And I'm 100% truthful with that because it's a fucking fact. Because 10 plus years later, that's never fucking happened. I have never worked with Tom outside of Grand Rapids. And I don't, like I said, I don't think that, I don't think I've worked with Tom since he said that shit. And does it disappoint me? Yes. Am I understanding that uh, shit's not going to happen until it happens? Yes. Because he said it, and they're like, oh my God, you Casey Garrett. Like, oh my God, it's fucking, this is the gold standard. And I'm like, well, I wish it was. I wish it was. Um, is it Tom drunk trying to impress me? Maybe. I don't know. Is it Tom drunk and in the moment, does he mean it? 100%. 100%. I believe Tom meant it. He meant good things by it. Uh, it but then there's never any fucking follow through. I've had numerous comics tell me the same, same shit. And very few comics have ever fucking followed through on it. The ones who have, uh, Kostaki Economopoulos, uh, love that dude. He's been very good to me. He's, he's taken me on the road with him on more than one occasion. I appreciate it a ton. 
Johnny Meter. That is a name you probably don't know, but Johnny has uh, has done it for me on more than one occasion, and I, I love him very much. And then uh, beyond those two, I I am struggling to think of guys who have said, yes, Stu is the guy. I love this guy. Let's do some shit. And as I've said, there have been guys who've said it, and only two guys I know who've actually done it. So uh, if you guys can Google Kostaki Konopoulos, he's a regular on the Bob and Tom show, if you guys listen to that. Uh, not going to lie, not a huge fan of Bob and Tom, but that's, you know, it is what it is. And then a Johnny Beaner, B-E-E-H-N-E-R. And then Kostaki, if you just Google Kostaki, C-O-S-T-A-K-I, it's pretty good for being drunk. I am not going to attempt to spell Economopolis. <laughs> Kostaki's thing is he's like, hey, it's the largest name in fucking comedy. The biggest name in comedy, Economopolis. Kostaki, Kostaki! He had a uh, he had a relationship with Carolyn Ray. How about that? They have they have a they share a child together. How about that? It was always interesting talking with Kostaki about that because Carolyn Ray, you guys are probably familiar with her name. She was on uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and she's done some other, you know, sitcoms and whatever. And it's always like these levels of comedy of like, uh, you know, she, Carolyn, was above Kostaki, and Kostaki's clearly above me. And so it's always talking about like, what do you want, and what do you have, and this and that, and whatever. And I was like, oh, I got, you know, she, you know, apparently, you know. I'm not trying to speak out of turn, but Carolyn's like, oh my God, like, why don't I have another sitcom? I don't know, bitch. Most of us never have a sitcom, bitch. Relax. You know, and then Kostaki, very funny dude. But, uh, you know, he, he, he's on Bob and Tom, regular on Bob and Tom, but he's never been on, like, a sitcom. I don't I don't believe that Kostaki, I'm not trying to speak out of turn, I don't believe Kostaki's ever, like, has been driven to be on, like, a sitcom. I don't think anybody will turn a sitcom down. Who's a dumbass who would do that? But, uh, yeah, I don't think that's exactly what he's striving for. It's always like, even when you're at the top of the game, you're always like, oh, fuck, what, I could have done more. You know, we always talk about, like, Seinfeld. Seinfeld at the top of his game. As much as I don't like Seinfeld, Seinfeld at the top of his game. I'm like, oh, shit, what else could I fucking be doing? And then, you know, there's... Yeah, Seinfeld, then Carolyn Ray, and then Kostaki, and then there's like about a hundred more people, and then there's me. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. So I'm getting a $40 record. <laughs> I told the motherfucker to sign it at least. Jesus, sign it, you dumb bitch. All right, so Adam House, listener of the podcast, he is also on the Sunday Slaw. Go hit the like page. The like page? Go hit like on the Sunday Slaw Facebook uh, fan page, if you could, please. He uh, he writes, uh, back in the Studio 1534 days, because that was the original name of this podcast when I first started it, I was like, hey, what should I call this podcast? And I was living with this guy, uh, Adam Deggy, at the time. And he's like, call Studio with Stu being me. And then 1534 is uh, the number of my address. I was like, oh, shit, that's fucking good. Let's call it Studio 1534. So he's like, who was your favorite interview and why? And it's hard for me to pinpoint that, Adam. But I will say... Roy Wood Jr. Roy Wood Jr. currently is a very funny comedian. He's on The Daily Show. He's done a lot of shit on Comedy Central. One of the funniest comedians out there and one of the nicest guys out there as well, too. Go Google Roy Wood Jr. But I, what I enjoyed about Roy um, is because he's just like a real human being. He'll sit and talk with you like... You know, anybody else, he's not highfalutin. Some comics are, like, too good for other people. That's not Roy. And so I'm interviewing Roy for the podcast, and I am a dumbass. This 
recorder that I'm I'm using and the recorders that I've always used have always been battery operated because I'm an asshole. And I remember during the podcast, uh, the podcast died during the interview. So we halted the podcast and Roy stopped. And then during the, the, the recording, he just kind of started from where we left off from where the podcast died. And he's just chock full of good information. He's chock full of funniness. Uh, he's done big things, but he'll talk to whoever, man. If you want to have a conversation with Roy, he will have a conversation with you. So I would just say Roy, because of who he was as a person, who he is as a comic, and what happened during the interview and how fucking stupid I am. Uh, Adam asked, what was my favorite uh, Adventure Thursday Jamie and I, for those uh, who are unaware, we used to do a thing called Adventure Thursday because I had off on Thursdays. Jamie had off on Thursdays, so we just try and go do weird things. We would we would drive around the state of Michigan and see weird shit and do dumb shit. And uh, God, I don't know what my favorite was. We tried to do probably the most exciting was we tried to do as many ice cream stands as we could in a day, and we drove around. Grand Rapids and Grand Haven and Lansing and Kalamazoo and we drove a lot that day to get to different ice cream stands. We went to like, oh, what are the 10 best ice cream places in Michigan? So I would say that just because of the adventures of driving around different places, eating different ice cream and just having fun. Goddamn Adventure Thursdays were always a lot of fun. We went up to Cadillac to go see the whole Kiss thing. The band Kiss went to the Cadillac High School for whatever fucking reason. How weird is that? They flew in by helicopter to Cadillac High School. Very strange. So I would encourage you, if you ever get up to Cadillac, to go to the high school. And you can actually like listen online to like a, a virtual tour. It, that was pretty cool, too. He asked if I have any adventures on my days coming uh, up, and I'm, no, I just I don't have any, man. I got this uh, short film I'll be doing. We're gonna start filming on Saturday. I I don't have anything planned. Things are very goofy for me right now, and I do not have um. I do not have anything coming up. Uh, so there we go. Those are the questions from Adam. Uh, I did have questions from somebody else. Uh, no, where the hell did it go? Sorry, everybody. It's hard for me to pull up all this shit. It's not there. Uh, maybe it's on the Patreon. Uh, messages... Uh, uh, oh god i don't see anything else so uh that that's that's about it man i i didn't get questions from too many other people but uh you know th those are the hardcore listeners i do appreciate the hardcore listeners i know i don't have many it's very fun i saw someone else talking about they're, they they were starting a Patreon. They're like, when we get to 10 subscribers, and I'm like, oh, fuck, 10 subscribers to the Patreon. Oh, my God. Um, I'll tell you guys, I, I do appreciate everybody who listens. I don't know why the fuck you listened. Um, it's just a fucking a, a comedian who didn't accomplish a whole lot rambling about his shit life and rambling about weird ass things going on in the news and um you you do listen uh i gotta i have like 30 people listening to the patreon i appreciate all 30 of you i would encourage all of you people out there if you if you're listening to this you might as well listen to the patreon it's the same shit it's only five bucks a month uh 
Five bucks isn't a whole lot. It is a, a Starbucks coffee, like half of a McDonald's value meal. There's no, it should just be called McDonald's meal. It's not a fucking value at all. So uh, I pretty I Patreon every other day, except Monday and Thursdays are for the freebies, and every other day is the Patreon. Once in a while I take a day off, but if you figure if if you fucking average everything out, it's like I don't a quarter a day, not even. It's probably more like ten cents a day. God damn it. All right. Am I done? I think I'm done. I think I answered all the questions. If Scott, if you have, uh, if I missed your questions, man, I apologize. If I missed anybody's questions, I apologize. Um, that's it. I, I'm done, I guess. It's just going to get... I'm going to get weepy. I'm not a happy drunk. I'm, pro I'm more of an angry drunk, and then I get weepy, and I, I don't want to get weepy on the podcast. So I'm going to ask you guys to do a couple things. I'm going to ask you to, I already mentioned Adam in the Sunday Slaw. Go hit the like uh, button on the Sunday Slaw on, on the Facebook page. Uh, Adam and his uh, paramour, Stephanie Boobs. They talk about coleslaw because that's what they like and good for fucking them. So uh, they do little videos, a couple minutes. They talk about what they like or what they don't like. It's always it's always good. So go on Facebook, hit the Sunday Slaw like button, and that would be awesome. And then if you got any recommendations for them for uh, coleslaw, that'd be great. They live on the east side of Michigan near Detroit, maybe they will travel to go get some. So uh, do that if you could. Then stay on Facebook. Head on over to the uh, Blissful Cravings, Crafts, and Gifts. They've been supportive of me and this podcast. I will be supportive of them. And uh, the small business lady, she makes uh, baked goods. She makes some crafts. So go hit like on the Blissful Cravings, Crafts, and Gifts. And uh, see what she can do for you. She can do a lot. I'm sure of it. She's very talented. Blissful cravings, crafts, and gifts. Then I want you to go check out Kobe's River Retreat. Uh, it is a Kevin Road place in Teletown, Mississippi. I, I'm This year, I guarantee it, this year I am going to go down there and I'm going to go rent it out. And uh, I am, I'm drunk right now, but I am going to go do it. I guarantee it. Even if it's just me, and I'll take the two dogs with me down there too. But uh, Colby's River Retreat, town of the town of Mississippi, cabin around a place can hold up to five people. And you can do a lot of things when you're down there. You can go tubing, hiking, go visit the whores next door. Uh Listen to podcasts. You can do whatever the hell you want when you're down there. So go check them out on Facebook and Instagram. And they got their own webpage. They're currently closed, but they're going to open pretty soon. So go do that, please. And then uh, last but not least, my main man, Matt Harper, and uh, his partner, Mandy Elaine, the two of them get together and they talk about movies. And every Wednesday they drop a new episode of another episode podcast. So what I want you to do is I want you to go follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and uh, go get go give them a like too if you could. Okay, uh, the, the, always very interesting, always a lot of fun. And Matt, Matt's a good guy; he's been very supportive of me. Oh my God! I just noticed Amazon's got that new dumb fucking logo on my phone. On their app, so it's on my phone. I just noticed it. It's pretty fucking dumb. Amazon is dumb. I'm trying to have less and less to do with Amazon. Fucking idiots. All right, but I had talked about needing to start a new bracket. Someone suggested to me that I start a new bracket. I'm like, yes, you were correct. Brackets are the way to go. So someone, fuck, I... 
God damn it, I was going to say, hey, this is what we need to do for the brackets. I'm like, I can't, I can't fucking figure it out. The fuck that I, was it beer? All right, that's what we're doing. We're going with beer. Someone suggested beer. So come Monday, we're going to start a bracket on beer. So tell me what your favorite beers are. Give me like five beers. Miller, Light, Coors Light, Coors Banquet. Uh, It's got to be like a name brand. Just don't tell me like IPA. I don't give a fuck. If you go to Sierra Nevada IPA, I'm like, all right, I'll go Sierra Nevada IPA. But this is what we're going to do. So do that, okay? We're going beer because I'm drunk right now at Coors Banquet. <laughs> so that's what we're doing on Monday. Beer. Bup, 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 beer. T&P. Can we do that? Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. 500 episodes. It's a lot. People have talked about podcasts, and they love it. And I've seen a lot of comedians start podcasts this year because of the pandemic. they got nothing else going on. And I'm going to tell you guys, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. You do podcasts because you enjoy it. I enjoy this podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoy this podcast. It's never going to make me rich. Uh, and, and I'm probably going to lose money from it. But uh, there you go. So that's it. Uh, Perseverance. You don't always want to do it, but you do it anyway. All right, that's it, guys. I'm going to start crying soon. So I'll, I'll talk to you guys later.